This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we're going to be featuring John Martellaro returning from the Mac Observer with a big update on Apple and other subjects. A little bit later, we'll hear an encore presentation with Jason Glassberg, the co-founder of Cassaba Security. All this and much, much more on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Why is John Martellaro laughing? Well, before we got connected, I asked him, I was going to ask him something else, but then he said, don't you love Skype 8? And I was about to say things you cannot say on commercial radio. So I'll leave that where it is. You obviously do not love Skype 8, poor person. Yes. Uh, It works fine. Technically, it's okay. I, I think the settings are a little bit too hard to find. The layout is not very Mac like. The sidebar for um, text messages seems to be kind of awkward. The fancy pale pastel colors are kind of weird. It just doesn't seem to be very Mac-like in its design, which is probably intentional. I mean, it's, you know, it's a Microsoft product. What I don't like about Skype 8, in addition to everything you mentioned, which I agree with, what I don't like about Skype 8 is the fact that if you want to add somebody on a phone line, and when you already have a group connection started with a Skype-to-Skype connection, it won't dial out. So unless they've changed that, what I have to do is dial the person on the phone line first and then add the rest. Now, that may be just me. A lot of things are just me. That's what people tell me. But I'm not really too happy about that one. What do you think? I haven't tried that yet, and I suppose because I'm still an amateur with Skype in technical sense, people who push it harder probably have more grief than I do. So that's an example. I'm just using it uh, to record a radio show. Very simple. Now, I didn't want to talk about Skype, except Skype supposedly is going to maybe refine the interface to something more acceptable. We will see what happens. Currently, the version we have now is current. There is no updates. Point, no updates. Yeah. No updates yet. I'm running 8.32. Let me see what I have. Hold on a second. This is live spontaneous radio, so to speak. 8.32.0.44. Version 7 won't be supported. You won't even be able to use version 7 after November 1st, right? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Anyway. Wanted to bring something to your attention before we get to your huge agenda. I have never heard a Beats headphone before. And I tend to use headphones here. I have one of these Grado headphones from five, ten years ago. Great headphone, but it's a wee bit uncomfortable. Wee bit uncomfortable. And I have a Bose Quiet Comfort headset, 
locked in the storage cabinet where we put all our furniture. So I can't really get to it. It would be something that would take hours. So I wrote to Beats, which, of course, if we all know, is owned by Apple. And I said, they have a new Studio 3 Skyline series with fancy colors, wireless, with, of course, the noise-canceling feature. And I said, how about this? And they said, sure. So I got it today. For podcasting? Well, yeah, just for general listening. I've been told so, by Dave Hamilton at Mac Observer that you really ought to stay with a wire when you're podcasting to avoid any latency issues. Well, there is latency, but remember, my microphone is direct to the Mac. It's just hearing it. Yes, there are latency issues, so when I hear you, there is a slight split-second delay between what I hear and how it displays in the peak meter in Audio Hijack. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's no big deal. I can live with it. Besides, people want a second or a millisecond of silence between two people. Now, the first criticism I had with the Beats headset is, with most headsets, you can see which is right and which is left. I can't find the label. It might be there somewhere. I took a lucky guess I was right. How do I know I was right? I went to the sound preference panel, and you can slide it, you know, to left or right and when i slid to the right the sound was there and the left sound was but you just still didn't find an icon or a marker there is no marker that i could see all i can tell you is it appears the switch the on off switch is on the right okay the on off switch is on the right the other thing about it is the charging cable is not lightning not USB-C. it's one of those weird USB, micro USB, yeah, micro USB, micro USB variants. That's right. very interesting. Well, I think because they want to be compatible with lots of devices and people are buying it, not just those who are Mac users or sure. iPhone, iPad users. Now, the other criticism we've heard about Beats is the problem with bass, being it bassy. Beats is bassy because it's done for hip hop music or something. And I thought, well, I'll give it a try. So I listened to it, and I'm going to turn off. I'm going to turn off noise cancellation. I turned off noise cancellation, and now that sounds worse because my I hear my I hear my head vibrating, my voice vibrating in my ear. But with noise cancellation, it works better. Anyway, the other thing it was supposed to be basic because you're going to hear hip-hop music on it or rap or something. And I listened to something which doesn't have heavy bass, like a Beatles song. So I started with something. I played I Am The Walrus and Hello Goodbye. The reason I like Hello Goodbye is because that is the ringer tone on my iPhone. And the bass was solid, but not booming. I'm going to listen to some rock and roll and see. But right now I thought the sound is pretty well balanced. And it works better, at least if I'm talking on the show. I hear myself better with noise cancellation on. If noise cancellation is off, it vibrates. They do have a built-in mic that you can attach to it. And also have a wired connection. They have remote controls and everything. I didn't care about that. I assume there's also a volume control somewhere, but I didn't see one. So I just let the volume that I set with my Mac. I just think here that it is strange that this is the only headphone I've ever used. Remember, I come out of radio 
from 50 years ago or something like that. First one I've ever used that didn't have a clear, distinct label or indicator for the right for the right headphone. You can be kind of crazy about things like that. Yeah, it is weird. Isn't it is that weird. weird? Yeah, it is weird. I like it with the noise cancellation on because I don't hear anybody else. It's pretty solid. I can't compare it with the Bose yet. I thought they were a little bit on the bassy side, but it wasn't objectionable. And they were pretty expensive when I was shopping at the, at the time. I ended up getting a pair of V-Motas based on Brian Chaffin's recommendation, and they're awesome. How Comfortable, many years, well how balanced. Many years ago? How long ago was this? I think it was last Christmas. Oh, okay. These just came out, so I don't know if there's even a review on them yet. I'm taking a look right now. The customer rating is three and a half stars. That's on Apple's site. Okay. Then they launched October 16th. So I guess there hasn't been enough time for people to review it. They sell for $349.99. It is. It's no cheap thing. It's slightly more expensive than the Grado headphones I had. I can't find anything yet in terms of a real review. I'm assuming Can those of us who are podcasters and not professional audio people, I mean, I, we're professional audio people, but I mean, really professional, you know, radio station class musicians. Uh, can you tell the difference enough to justify that price? We'll find out in our next segment with John Martellaro of Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. 
Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Here on the Tech Night Out Live, John Martellaro of the Mac Observer asking the question, do these make it for real studio use? That's a good question. I can't tell you yet. Now, the Great O gives you a very balanced sound. And that headphone, I think, is like $300. I didn't pay $300 for it. I got it for an extended review. I didn't pay Apple $349.99 for the Beats headphones. And I have to see when they want it back. In the meantime... People who think that I just spend lots of money on tech here, I have to bring that out, this uh, disclaimer. I can't say that, but I did listen. I can't tell you with three songs whether or not the audio is good for studio use. For a radio broadcast, sure. You're just dealing with voice, and that's not a problem. For things like professional recording, I cannot tell you yet. On air or over the year? These are over the years. So they're the kind of headphones that you would want that way. Now, I could play something that you will not hear, but I will hear. And I'll do this just for the sake of seeing what happens. I'm going to look here at something that we might like in terms of music. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Let's take Frank Sinatra because we're talking about a full orchestra, strings, brass, everything. And let's see which one we're going to try here. 
All right, I'm just going to play it in the background, the summer wind, and I'll let you know what happens. You can't hear it right now, right? No. Okay. Nor should I. <laughs> no, you should not hear it. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to sing like Frank Sinatra, by the way. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, feel grateful. This is, it's fine. I don't hear anything unusual, weird. It seems pretty well balanced. Remember, it is a full orchestra that Frank Sinatra is using there. Strings, brass, bass, drums, everything like that. Not emphasized, fairly well balanced. This is a song that goes back to the 60s. And it seemed to be pretty decent. I will do some cross-sections there and try it with different artists and see. Here we go here. I'll try this one and see what happens. And I recommend listening to this song because I really like it. I don't know if you do. This is John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival, done in the 2000s, Deja Vu all over again, kind of an anti-war song. And so far, it's clean and crisp. It's not too penetrating the bass or the treble. But you have to go through a couple of measures before he goes to the drums. And it's not overwhelming in terms of bass, so I'll let you know. So we're doing a review that you can't hear, because I can't play this on the air because we haven't licensed the music. Isn't that nice? It's okay. I have no complaints. I like headphones that that are particularly crisp at the high frequencies. They're I don't crisp, like to feel like I'm listening through a piece of cardboard. I like Good. to be really in touch with the high frequencies. As far as I yeah. can see, the sound is relatively well-balanced. The highs are not overemphasized. It doesn't, of course, fry your ears. Maybe I'll listen to Metallica or something. How comfortable are they? Sometimes uh, uh, over-the-ear headphones can make your head sweat. They're not well-designed. Uh, I've only worn them now. How long have you been on? For like 15 minutes or so. I've only had them on for like 20 minutes because I listened to them for about five, six minutes before we got on. I think they're more comfortable than the Grado headphones. The Grado headphones I have here, let me give you the model number because they're right here. SR225 from the Prestige series. And like I said, it's like five, 10 years old. And I can see what they cost, but I thought like 300 or something like that. Comparably priced, but just standard wired headphones. Now, with the Beats... You pair them the same way you pair any other Bluetooth device. You hold down the power button until it flashes, and then supposedly you're able to pair it with whatever device you're using. Is there a Bluetooth minimum? Like, it requires Bluetooth. I think there's a big leap in the capability of Bluetooth 3 and Bluetooth 4 and, and then 5 in terms of distance and, and throughput. Well, you know what? Let me take a look here and see. Be what interested to see what the minimum requirement is. I bet. I bet they require Bluetooth four. I'm going to look at the specs. Okay, I'm going to look at the specs and see what happens. Now, this here, this looks to be what the they're comparing it to the Bose Quiet Comfort 35, which also costs three forty nine ninety five, and no one ever said that a Bose headset was really good. They claim here that it lasts 22 hours, the battery, before you have to use it again. The over-air cushions feature advanced venting and signature ergonomic pivoting for custom flexible fit for any head shape. 
Now, my head is fairly normal, okay? And they have here USB. <laughs> it's a little bit square, but that's, uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Actually, it is fairly comfortable. You know, what, what, is, what interests me is the difference in the, in the branding and a quiet comfort sound. It's like yawn, boring, beep sounds, you know, hip, crisp. And yet they're compared against each other. An interesting selection of names by the two companies. Probably in large part because the Bose Quiet Comfort is one of the most popular noise canceling headphones. Now, Apple's information on the Beats headphones is spare, but it does say it uses USB micro B, by the way, for its extension. And they have a 3.5 millimeter remote talk cable, a carrying case, and everything like that. A warranty that is so, so small you can't see it. If you put the noise canceling off, you get 40 hours of battery life. And that's it. I think it's pretty comfortable. It's driven by Apple's W1 chip, by the way. Okay? The same as, what, the AirPods? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it doesn't tell me what version of Bluetooth it requires. It says if you want a certain feature, let's see. No, no, nothing here that tells me anything about the minimum version of Bluetooth. Not at all. I'm looking at the product information, and it's really one page. That's it. You know, it gives you the claims and all that stuff. It says take calls, control music, and activate Siri with multifunction on-ear controls, soft over-ear cushions for extended comfort, and added noise isolation. I have no problem. I th- I'm sure that the W1 chip makes a difference. It says Class 1 wireless Bluetooth connectivity. Class 1? What does that mean? I, I don't have no idea. Yeah, let's, let's get into your topics of the day, okay? I don't want to really waste time on my headset. So far, I'm pretty impressed, okay? I wanted cool. to get into number two, actually number one B. The three things you like and the one thing you really hate about your Apple Watch Series 4. I do not have an Apple Watch Series 4 with which to compare it, okay, folks? So it's quite possible there are things here that I would disagree with if I had the device. John Martellaro from MacObserver.com is with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Alive. <laughs> are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. 
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to mypillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's mypillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Here on the Tech Night Owl Live after close to half an hour, the Beats headphones, the Studio 3 wireless Skyline collection with all the fancy colors. It comes in colors, like the, the Rolling Stones say. It, it seems to be working okay. It's comfortable enough. So tell me here, first of all, let's look at the negative first. What don't you like about the Apple Watch Series 4? Not much. Um, I finished the article with something that irritates me and has irritated me since I got my first Series Zero watch 
in May of 2015, and that is that it's very difficult to bring up hours, minutes, and seconds on a watch that costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. There is one face, the activity digital face that has it, and that's the way it's been through watchOS 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. But on the uh, Apple Watch Series 4, there is one face, the uh, infograph, where you can, in the middle of the display, bring up hours, minutes, and seconds, which is really kind of redundant on an analog display that has a sweep second hand. But that's the only other place you can get seconds display. And there are lots of people, you know, pilots, amateur astronomers, people doing timing, people calibrating, would want to see a display in hours, minutes, seconds. And I don't think there's ever been an ever a digital watch I've ever had, the Casios and, and so on, that didn't have a display in hours, minutes, seconds. Apple seems to have some sort of allergic reaction to displaying a digital display that goes down to seconds. It's there. We know it can be extracted, but it's only available in two places on the entire watch. And I think you should have the option for digital hours, minutes, seconds as a complication on any display that you might want, on any watch face that you might want. That's just my my view. Being a longtime physicist, amateur astronomer, somebody who's into time. And, you know, Apple's had a spotty reputation with time in the past, and there's been issues with time zone changes and location services and watch changes through travel then we go back to the original iPad where the iPad didn't have an NTP server and it drifted egregiously over a period of a month or so. And it wasn't until maybe, I don't know, iOS 4, 5, that we got an NTP server in our iPads and the clock didn't drift. I mean, at least on an iPhone, you've got a carrier correction. On an iPad without a LTE, without a you know carrier cell phone radio, you can't get a time correction. So you have to depend on Wi-Fi. There was no NTP server in, in the early days. That's long since been fixed. But I've complained over the years about this. And I, I really don't know what Apple's up to on this. I don't know whether there's some sort of formal, stylistic distaste for a display that ticks off hours, minutes, and seconds. It, maybe it's considered to be busy. But you know, everybody else in the timekeeping world does hours, minutes, seconds. I think Apple should, too. The good stuff. Apple. Let's hear the good stuff because we the know Apple stuff, being Apple, they're going to do strange things. Tell it's me fast. about the good stuff. It's fast. Well, they've gone from 32 bits in the S1, S2, and S3 to a 64-bit processor, and it really shows during the pairing process. Uh, when I bought my uh, Apple Watch Series 4, I had to unpair my old watch, and I bought a, a phone earlier, so I, I was going through a lot of unpairing and repairing processes. And, and that Series 0 watch was so slow. It took an I don't know, a better part of an hour for that ticking clock face to work its way around the face to get set up again. And I had some problems repairing my um, original Series Zero with a new phone and ended up having to set it up as a new watch, which was a more tedious process. And it, it just, it's like watching paint dry. It's just, it was terrible. This new Apple Watch Series 4 is, is just a joy in terms of speed. I mean, it doesn't go instantaneously, and it's not as fast as you'd like, but compared to the earlier watches, it's a lot faster. And pairing and unpairing, and I'm thinking that the process of updating from watch OS 501 to whatever's next will go really swimmingly, and uh, that's nice. The second thing is the battery. 
Um, it's a faster processor, 64-bit, and I know my watch, is my watch battery is new compared to the original Series 0 I had, which is three and a half years old, and a battery that old is not going to hold its charge. I don't remember that I ever could get into 315 in the afternoon and be at 96%, which is where I am right now. So that's the second thing I really liked. And the third thing I like is what Apple advertises heavily in their watch series four, and that is that infograph face. It looks at first kind of garish, but it is really cool. And I've got a lot of stuff loaded up on that face that I really like, even though I'm not a big fan of analog time and sweep second hands. I live with it. I can change my watch face in a flash with over to the modular display that I use. So um, I really like the infograph. It's sexy. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of capability for displaying. Um, there isn't a whole lot of room for your calendar entry, but Apple's done a pretty good job of wrapping it around the face. And you don't, you don't lose anything by having the calendar entry obliterate the tick marks. Those are the three things I really like about the new Apple Watch Series 4. It's a joy. It's fast, beautiful face. If you upgrade to watchOS 5, on your Series 3 watch, don't think you get the infograph. I tried it with my Series 0, and it, it couldn't display the infograph on upgrade to watchOS 5. I do not know about Apple Watch Series 1, 2, 3. I think it's a Series 4 thing to get the infograph. What interested me, of course, is the possibility of the ECG, because I'm an older kind of guy. That's coming. It's not activated yet, right? Right. It requires final FDA approval. Apple will turn it on with a software update, hopefully sometime before the end of the year, I've heard. Or maybe I'll talk to Apple about getting one in here for review. Let's move to some other topics here. And one is Apple's plans about the original TV content. And it sounds to me that it's going to be a separate streaming service that is also going to offer you, kind of like Amazon Prime does, access to hbo and stuff for an in-app purchase yeah there's um some discussion some rumors floating around that it's going to be a, a package whether it's includes or is an augmentation to apple music nobody knows uh, but the um, rumors that we've seen suggest that it's going to be a package where you can subscribe to some services and then you'll get the apple content free and we had a big discussion about this at Mac Observer about what does free mean? Does it mean some introductory episodes are free or some shows are free and others are not free? From what I've seen, my thinking is, is that all of Apple's original TV content is going to be free for starters, which is a big incentive considering how many different streaming services there are. I mean, you know, if you still have cable and you're not yet a cord cutter, and you have, uh, you know, generally a cable bill runs $100 a month. And then you fall into Apple Music, there's 10. And then you subscribe to one of the HBOs. And you have Netflix, which depending on what level of service you have is 10 to $14 a month. And then maybe you have Amazon Prime and that runs around $10 a month. So for Apple to break into this business with another 10 or $15 a month nickel and diming of the customer, it's going to be a hard sell, and they've got terrific content, it appears, and a lot of good stuff in the offering. And so the, I think the trick 
is to get that quality content in front of customers, let them digest it for quite a while free. And maybe my thinking is, and nobody on the, nobody on the TMO staff agrees with me on this, but my thinking is, is that after about a year of free content where people have been through complete series and are really happy and they've got a, a set of shows that they love and they're looking forward to the second season of a show and they've discovered the quality and, and, and the richness of the content, then it'll be time to say, okay, you know, now if you want to continue on after a year, it's $10 a month, which seems really fair and seems like a really good way to break into the market. Aha, uh-huh. a loss leader. We got more to come. With John Mortalero, I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We promote the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse and invite you to try them today by visiting GCNlife.com. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Shop Jeunesse at GCNlife.com. That's GCNlife.com. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Jean Company. 
pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know their good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com by now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Apple's TV service. My concern here, though, is I wonder if Apple is going to produce any shows I like. The Foundation sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. The, the Resurrection of Amazing Stories, the old Steven Spielberg anthology from the 1980s, which only lasted two seasons, by the way, I think on NBC, if I'm right. Then, of course, there's a new series from Ronald D. Moore, and then M. Night Shyamalan, and I got his name pronounced correctly there. Yes, I sure did. did. That's from listening to him on the Howard Stern Show. M. Night Shyamalan is doing something... But he has come upon hard times. His early movies, okay, were terrific. Sixth Sense, for example. And then he kind of sort of floundered. So maybe he's got back his his talent there. We're going to have to see what happens. This the, thing with uh, Ray Rene Witherspoon and Steve Carell, the fictional show about it, a morning news show, looks interesting. I have yeah. no interest. I cannot see any interest in that. Reese Witherspoon is one terrific actress. I remember her in Walk the Line, the one about the biography of Johnny Cash. What's interesting, too, about that is the fact that the same actor who played Johnny Cash is going to be the Joker. Have you who heard is that? that? No, I haven't heard that. Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, I know him. Yeah. I'm serious. He's going to be the Joker. That is so, so interesting. The same person who I, is playing I can't comment on. Johnny Cash. Or, excuse me, Johnny Cash. And <laughs> hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Well, I, one thing we haven't discussed so far is the values of Apple and how they've intentionally, apparently, steered away from 
material that is a bit over the top in terms of sex and violence and are focusing on the quality of the content from an entertainment standpoint. And it remains to be seen whether that's going to go over really well. But I think that Apple did that because Apple has a reputation for quality products, a reputation for protecting customer privacy and security. And I think if Apple were to roll out shows that were excessive in their sex and violence, Apple would come under fire for betraying their corporate values. And I think Tim Cook has has had a stern hand in making sure that this is family content. Now, some of the shows will probably be a little edgier than others, but in terms of, you know, family viewing and how people will, will react to watching with their kids, I think it's going to be a positive thing. And it's going to take a while for that to sink in, which is why and I also think Apple is smart to offer it for free, at least for starters. Well, the thing I expect here is that Apple is following the standards and practices of network television. Now, maybe they'll be a little edgier, such as like USA Network, where they can occasionally throw in a four-letter word or a little edgier content. Somewhere between those. You mean like on suits? (laughs) Like on suits, for example. I don't like suits since their two main stars left. You know, one becoming a future queen or princess, and the other going oh. on to other stuff. Patrick Megan, J. Megan Adam- Markle, Patrick, Patrick Adams, and Meghan Markle. Left. Right, right. Meghan Markle is expecting. Okay, yes. good. Congratulations. But and- I think they did a, a wonderful job of carrying on in season seven without those two. I watched season seven with joy. Well, Patrick J. Adams is also a photographer. I wonder if he's going to do anything like that. But I'm going to see what he's doing here. Patrick J. Adams. Got to look at his uh, IMDb filmography and see what he went on to to do. Yeah, here we go. I'm looking at it right now. And he is 37. He was born five years before my son. He's in a movie called Clara as Dr. Isaac Bruno. An obsessive astronomer and a curious artist form an unlikely bond which leads to a profound scientific discovery. Oh, cool. And the co-star is his wife, Troyan Belisario, who is the daughter of the creator of NCIS. Oh, I didn't know that. And the stepsister of one of the stars of NCIS. So now we know all those things. And they both, it's interesting, at the wedding, Meghan Markle invited everybody from suits i saw the videos of that they were all waving at the camera during the wedding they were all there yeah lewis lit what's his name what's his real name yeah i'm gonna look that up right now the key here is that they must have had a pretty pretty friendly friendly oh after years and years you get to be a family together working together to be able to have something like that because well, the TMO group is a family too, you know. Sure, Rick Hoffman is the Rick actor. Hoffman, yeah, Rick Hoffman, and he is also a, a really, really good character actor. And he got to show it off there. I think that was interesting. Just that, how many times does somebody lose a TV show, get married, and fights the entire cast of the TV show she worked on? That has to be saying quite a bit there. I was really surprised. Everyone was there. 
that I could see yeah. every one that I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have a good tight chick cool. because we look at TV shows like Castle, where the two lead players hated each other. Ah, oh, well. Let's get on here. Okay, so we're going to have to see exactly what Apple's going to do with that. You're saying now it's best time in the world to get 4K TV. Well, isn't everything 4K except the very, very, very cheapest sets? And the sizes above 49 inches, it doesn't make sense to make a high-def TV uh, sizes bigger than 49. You can still buy high-def HD TVs in sizes below 49 inches um, because, you know, making a, a 4K TV in small sizes doesn't make sense. It, make, it doesn't make economic sense because the pixels have to be too small. I mean, a 4K TV was 32 inches. How big would this pixel be? It'd be microns in size. <laughs> be a tough sell. So all the big TVs now are 4K. If you walk into a store like you know Costco or Best Buy, um, you're going to you're going to see all the big TVs are 4K. The question is, where are you in your cycle? How long have you had high definition? How eager are you to um, explore high definition, uh, ultra high definition 4K TV? Um, so I wrote an article recently, is it time to move to 4K TV? Absolutely. And I referenced the report from IHS Market um, that um, of the 226 million TVs expected to be sold in 2019, more than half will be 4K. As you were talking, I looked over Best Buy. Top 4K TV deals, $279.99 for a Hisense 43-inch class set. An Insignia, another one of those low-end brands, $329.99. A Samsung for $399.99, 50-inches. Now, at prices like that, you can't even think of HD. No, what you, ha- what you have to do is you have to do a little bit of planning. I wrote a sister article uh, afterwards uh, that talked about getting set up with your Apple TV. If you're an Apple fan and you're thinking about doing an Apple TV, which is a really good 4K platform uh, because it offers the most important high, defin- high dynamic range features, HDR10 and Dolby Vision, then you really have to kind of do some integration planning. So the selection of an Apple TV 4K really dictates that you're going to be using an HDR mode called HDR10 or Dolby Vision and not HDR10+, Plus, which is a Samsung thing. So HDR10+, Plus is a Samsung and Philips joint venture, and it's having a little hard time catching on in the marketplace. And Apple's really pushing hard, and everybody else is pushing hard on Dolby Vision and a fallback to HDR10. By the way, while you were talking, while you were talking, 39-inch HDTV, $129.99. You know what? For a second bedroom, I could think of something like that. You know, you have a small child, and you don't have a big budget, which a lot of people don't. And you go into Best Buy and you get a basic HD TV for what, $129.99? Or you get something with a larger screen, 43 inch TV. I don't see a price for but, that. But, but remember, but, Gene, it's not, the, it's not the difference in between 1080p and 2160p. It's the difference between 8 bit color, 10 bit color, and Dolby and, and high dynamic range. 
We understand that, but we understand also this is the Tech Night Out Live. More to come with John Martellaro on the other side. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I understand, obviously, the more expensive set, going to give you a better picture, 10-bit color, all sorts of bells and whistles, you're going to pay for that. But if you just want something for a small child's room, you get the cheap set. Well, you've been quoting some high-def prices for some small TVs, but, you know, every time I go into Costco, I I look at the 4K TVs, and I've seen some LCD models. Now, these LCD displays are LED backlit. They're called LED TVs sometimes because the manufacturers don't like to talk about LCD. It has a low-tech sound to it but they're uniformly backlit there's no matrix backlighting um they're not using quantum dots which is a more sophisticated kind of backlighting they're just using plain old led white backlighting universal you know no regional control 55 or 65 inch for about seven eight hundred nine hundred dollars yes right but like i said if you want something cheap a 4k set 50 inch samsung is four hundred dollars with a price match guarantee. Another one, TCL, which makes good sets, by the way. 
They use Roku. This one has HDR, 49-inch oh. class. Josh Sanders bought a TCL 55-inch, or was it 50? 50 or 55-inch sure. with Dolby Vision, 4K, 380, and that included a service plan from Walmart. Extended warranty. <laughs> and by the way, TCL, and they've got two series sets. There's a slightly more expensive one, and that slightly more expensive one is rated by CNET, and I think also by Consumer Reports rates it well. Although Consumer Reports had one screwy thing about it, I'll tell you in a minute. It is about the same price as the Vizio, but appears to have a picture a little bit better, and the Roku interface. It's built in Roku on TCL. Now, let me tell you something here. There are two versions of some of these TCL sets. There's a Best Buy version with a cheaper remote, and then there's a regular version with a regular remote. And the price difference is, what, $25 or something like that. Consumer Reports rated each totally differently. The same set with a different remote. Hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, express a, a technical opinion. And I don't hold me to this, but this is just my view as an armchair videophile. And that is that you, your 4K TV is going to be absorbing a lot of 2K content. 1080p HD content, and it's going to have to scale it up to 4K. And so if you still have an old 1080p DVR or you still have a Blu-ray player, which outputs 1080p, and you're only occasionally watching 4K content streaming, you know, through a Fire TV or an Apple TV or a Roku, most of your content is still going to be lower resolution. It's going to be scaled. And so you want to have the best possible scaler. And I'm just not convinced that these low-cost TVs have the highest quality scalers to handle that 1080p content scaled up to 4K. So that's something to be aware of. Sure, that goes without saying. Now, the Vizio that Vizio sent me for review, and it's currently in storage because we're living in a motel. We won't go into that any further. Its scaling was great. In fact, the scaling was so good that other than the HDR difference you'd be hard-pressed to see much of a difference in standard HD content and in 4K content. It has a good scaler. Yes, that's a very significant thing here, but we're talking about a cheap set. Somebody is not really interested in the set being 20 30% better. Yeah, having you, better always get what you, you get what you pay just, for in optics. Exactly. Whether it's telescopes or binoculars or phones or TVs, you get what you pay for. Right, but remember also that... You know, to some people, $250 or $350 for a set is a lot of money. And they have to do what they have to do. It may not last near as long as the $700 set or $1,000 set, but that's the consideration one has to make. The point being here is that if you want 4K and price is more important than any other factor, you'll get something with a decent picture. It's not going to have all yeah. the bells and whistles. It's not going to have scaling as good as the better sets. It's not going to have HDR. Or if it does have HDR, it's not going to be as good. But that's the point. Anyway, 4K is it's mainstream. It's, it's here. mainstream, right. Coming to its own, maybe the DirecTV and Dish Network should offer more 4K content. And what about the cable? What about Comcast? What about Cox? Well, you got to remember that about 10 years ago, the broadcast stations 
and the networks invested millions of dollars, many millions in upgrading from standard definition. So all the TV cameras, except in the Olympics, all the TV cameras in the football and baseball stadiums are high definition. The TV studios where you watch your local news, they're high definition. They do a pretty good job for the industry now to convert all of its broadcast equipment from high definition to ultra high definition would incur costs that they're probably not willing to absorb, which is why we're still getting most of our 4K content. And there's a goodly amount of it via streaming services where there's no limitation. And then the studio can use their computer systems to generate a 4K video or a high definition video and deliver the stream that you can absorb uh, at modest difficulty. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect um, your local news to be in 4K video anytime soon. Right, but I'd like to see more 4K content, especially filmed TV series, because a 4K camera is standard issue now. The 8K is what's expensive, like a red 8K camera is like $40,000, $50,000. Let's move on to one more topic here. Sure. Or maybe we'll have you say something about next week's Apple event, but what about the iPhone XR? is going to be shipping by the time you people hear this show. We also have the iPhone 10s Max. Difficult to say. Now, do you agree with me based on the reviews that the iPhone 10R is what? 85% or 90% of the more expensive iPhones. And that for most people that's good enough. Yes, OLED displays are better. 3D touch nobody cares about having a dual camera system 2x optical zoom sure some of that stuff most people don't care about but the people who do care about it will pay extra but for the people who don't care about it and will not notice the difference between oled display or an lcd display a good quality one unless they look directly at both side by side well that's not the question in my mind the question in my mind is we had a big iphone event and presentation in september and apple got us all wound up about the 10s and the 10s max and people went out and bought those in droves and from the numbers i've seen people particularly favored the 10s max because of the larger oled display and so the question i have is is the lower price of the 10r and its minor deficits in technology going to end up overwhelming the sales of the 10s and the 10s max or did that ship sail and everybody went out and bought the phone that was cool. And there's kind of a disconnect here because, you know, Apple is known for selling high quality products at a premium price. And so people are cozied up to the idea of, of buying a beautiful OLED phone and it's maybe the better part of a thousand dollars. And so there'll be those people who want to save a few hundred bucks. And there's a there's gonna be those people who bought a 10S because they needed a new phone. Maybe they had a six or six S and they were ready for a new phone and the 10 was too much for them and too soon for them. And and so they bought the 10S. And so the question is, what's the balance between those initial customers and their view of Apple products and those people who steadfastly waited and are going to continue to wait into 2019 to buy a slightly less expensive 10R? That's the real question. We don't know yet. I'd like to also mention here, too, a lot of people, and it depends what country you're in, but I'll think about the U.S., We'll use one of these plans like AT&T Next. And if you use AT&T Next and you choose between an iPhone 10s Max 
You know what it costs? If you take the 30-month plan, which allows you to update every two years, which is what most people would take, it's $36 and change for a 10s Max, the 64-gigabyte version. Now, obviously, the 10R is, what, going to be in the 20s or something like that. But if you're paying monthly mm-hmm. for the two phones and the difference good is point. 5 or $10, That's what do you point. care? It's not a big deal. It's a big deal if you have to pay for it up front. Up front, we have another segment with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. If you talk and they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Minuteman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I'm still wearing the Beats. Studio 3, Skyline Edition. Ears are a tiny bit sweaty, not near as bad as with the Grado. Probably I'll get used to it. I've had these V-motors on for an hour, and they're still very comfortable. Yeah. So so there. (laughs) So there. Well, I've been doing this for about an hour. So we'll see. Now, remember, also, we all have different ear sizes, different tendencies to get sweaty. We'll see what happens. But right now... It seems decent. Like I said, I'm not seeing too much of the Beats effect. I'll have to get some really bassy rock and roll. Anyway, as we talk about here, some are mentioning, by the way, that after four days, they sold out their first allocation of iPhone XRs, and now you have to wait till November. We don't know how many Apple had right, when these things went out. Right, because there was a production problem. Yeah, Maybe. they had to delay the uh, rollout of the... Uh... 10R because of a technical problem with the LCD display, and they may not have caught up with production yet. So the order delay doesn't tell you the complete story about how popular the phone is. It just tells you that they couldn't deliver enough. Whether yeah, that's demand or, or supply, we don't know. Also, we have to see what the September quarter shows with the iPhone 10s and 10s Max, whether it made much of an impact in the last couple of weeks of the quarter. But We'll get into that more later. We want to talk briefly about the Apple October 30th event in my hometown, Brooklyn, New York. What's this, the Brooklyn Academy of Music? I used to go to a public school near there. Anyway. How big is that venue? Is that is that a couple hundred people or is that a thousand? It's more than that. Yeah, it's got to be closer to a thousand. I think it's so many years. I can't remember. Remember, this is 50 years ago, the last time I was even mm. there. So I don't remember what it was then. Or what it could be. The key here is, though, that as far as I could see, and this is very interesting to me, that Apple chose a place across the country. Don't know why they did that. What are we going to see? Is there something about doing it in Brooklyn or just to be different? Now, the other issue, of course, is what are we going to see? They're talking well, about it's not iPad. just to be different. It's, it's done. New York is a center for media, creativity, design, dance, music. 
there's definitely going to be a creativity focus there with the iPad Pro and Photoshop for iOS and a pencil, new Pencil 2, maybe new AirPods. Definitely going to be a creativity angle to this. What about new Macs? Well, new Macs don't need much of an introduction. I assume they can be done with a press release like they were with the 2018 Uh, MacBook Pro. Yeah, but the the scuttlebutt this morning was that that we will see some new Macs. Apparently, there's some model numbers that have been leaked from uh, Asia. Right, four new model numbers. Now, one could be a brand new... Mac Mini. And the Mac Mini may not be so mini this time out. If I don't follow, think so. <laughs> if they follow the logic about the mini workstation from HP and you do something that on. could be updated with more power, oh, it'll be yeah. maybe a wee bit larger. It's going to be the mythical mid-range Mac Mini Tower. Yep. That I'm we with you, talked 100%. about. Right. That's the one that we were all speculating about years ago. This is the one where... Those who want to get just a home media system or another computer, it'll have a cheap version, maybe five ninety nine. Don't think it's going to be four ninety nine anymore. Mm-hmm. But you will be able to option it up to well over three grand or four grand and get something that will be equivalent to a pretty well equipped iMac. Now the question is, will yep. they use the innards from the MacBook Pro or the innards from the iMac? And that will tell a lot. In well, since it's a see. desktop machine, you don't have to worry about low power memory. Sure. So you can go with the MacBook Pro, a standard memory configuration, the LPDDR4, and you can get 32 gig of RAM in it. And probably, like you said, we'll be able to buy it with 8 or 16 and upgrade it yourself. So it's going to have an i7, it's going to have 32 gig of RAM, it's going to have a terabyte SSD at your option. It's going to be like a Mac, as you said, a MacBook Pro in a little headless tower i doubt the low end of 599 either i, I oh, think it's more than so? 7.99 for starters okay. will there be a new macbook that combines the existing macbook with the macbook air therefore being not as thin cheaper a, maybe 9.99 or 1099 dollars with the retina yeah. display i know we should know out? but it's a mystery we, we have no clue whether the macbook air is going to be discontinued or modified or jiggered to become a MacBook Air 2 for education, uh, or, or whether there's going to be a change to the basic low-end MacBook at lower cost. By now, we should have some sort of rumor or leak about that, but nobody knows not, not that I've seen. We don't have a lot of information yet on what we're going to get out of the next Macs. Other than new model numbers, model designations, We know very little about them, and the rumors are very, very general. And that's very interesting. Well, my wife is an educator, and her perception over the last few years has been that the MacBook Airs are slowly disappearing from the school, and her students are showing up with mostly inexpensive PC notebooks that kind of get get by. A MacBook Air at $9.99 plus a little bit of augmentation is just a lot of money for a college student to, to pay for. And the question in my mind is, if Apple tries to come out with what call what they call a low-cost notebook, some sort of MacBook Air 2 for $799, it still may not be able to compete with these low-cost Chromebooks and PC notebooks that are available in the three dollars $400 range. And bear in mind also, there is an educational discount. 
It's only 8%. Yeah. It's not even 10% anymore. It's, it's less. Okay, it's, yeah. it's 8%? 8 What about the school system wants to buy 10000 They must give them a special price, right? Yeah, we could afford that. But yeah, I, I imagine if, if a school system wanted to do that, um, they could get better than 8% discount. But I haven't heard of any of those lately. Well, we're going to have to see what happens on the 30th. Of but, but the thing is, it's going to be really exciting because, you know, it's been kind of a slow year. We had the new iPads uh, for education come out in, what, May? And then we had WWDC come and go, and there was a bit of a delay. And then we got the new MacBook Pros at 13 and 15 with Coffee Lake. And then we got the new phones. So it's, it's been a kind of a slow year. But this event on October 30th look, is looking to be just packed with new stuff for the holidays. I'm really excited. Do you think there's going to be an update to the iMac Pro, or does Intel even have newer versions of the Xeon Ws? I have heard about a uh, Xeon W3175X with 28 cores that can address 512 gigabytes of RAM. And it costs $10,000. I don't know whether Apple will use it or not. (laughs) They might use it for the Mac Pro. That might be the chip they use for the Mac Pro. I'm kind of thinking we have a couple of seconds here. I'll be fast. There may be a two-minute demonstration of the next Mac Pro. Take it or leave it. John, tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. I'm senior editor at the Mac Observer, www.macobserveronword.com. John Martellaro, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. My pleasure. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 
800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my crow's feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like ten years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? (laughs) It's easy. Just put it on your finger and go. I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I, turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We're talking to Jason Glassberg, co-founder of Casapa Security, and a topic numeral uno here is all about the voting systems in the U.S., especially when we consider the Helsinki summit with Putin and Trump. And I won't mention the cover, the front page of the New York Daily News on Friday morning. Where, did you see that? Caught that one. Yeah, oh. well, it's it's been interesting to see the reaction has been pretty negative um, pretty much across the board. And, you know, honestly, rightfully so. It was not not a shining moment. Right. And every day there's another explanation. Oh, yeah, well, of course, I accept intelligence is briefing, but it could have been other people. There are a lot of other people. You know, the 400-pound man in his basement, (laughs) in his mom's basement, the 400-pound guy, he's not the fellow you see on Hawaii Five-O, the guy from Lost. He doesn't weigh 400 pounds. He weighs maybe three. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, quite frankly, this is a moment where we need clarity, right? And and very concise, precise explanations of what we are, what we're doing, what we're doing about it. And instead of, you know, following the theory of the Gordian knot, we wind up having these explanations and backtracks and, and, and machinations. And it just, it leaves everyone confused. 
and even leaves the confused confused. Which is not a good place to be. Right, because those who are confused can't figure it out. And sometimes from one sentence to the next. (laughs) Okay, but I just want to tell you before we go on, ladies and gentlemen, there is no collusion. Okay, that went over like a lead balloon. There's... (laughs) Uh, okay. And, you know, this is the problem, though, quite frankly, is that let's let's separate the concept of collusion with active interference. Okay, I think it's universally accepted that our adversaries interfered with our election process. Right. I think where we run into trouble is assuming that interference necessarily means collusion. Now, I'm not going to say I know one way or the other, and I'm just going to be impartial. But there's no question, right? I mean, they just got an indictment on 12 individuals who have gone through the entire process of a grand jury, and they were able to elicit enough evidence to to say that these people need to stand trial. And to say that there was no active evidence of this happening is is ridiculous, because to, to, to call that out would call into question the entire basis of our justice system. And, you know, I, I, I don't can't imagine anyone's prepared to do that well you see here's the thing too i'd like to ask we'll get into more detail granular detail about voting systems is it possible for computer hackers to break into the systems and alter the vote in subtle fashions you know it's kind of like they do with credit card theft where they're they're not going to take a 400 dollar purchase on your account they'll make a two dollar purchase or a ten dollar purchase you may not notice and then maybe they will scale it up so is it possible to manipulate the totals in a subtle way, a few here, a few there, and suddenly you've got 20,000 votes? Well, I, I would say yes, theoretically. It is absolutely possible. However, there has never been any, any conclusive proof whatsoever that that has actually happened in the wild, right, in, in the real world. There have been a number of demonstrations at security conferences where people have gone and have been successfully able to hack these machines. However, there's never been proof. So it, it, it can be done. It's theoretically possible. Um, but I can't sit here and say, yes, there's, there's overwhelming evidence that the actual machines and the tabulations of these machines have been corrupted. And, you know, when we talk about meddling and when we talk about hacking, what we're really talking about is a disruption of the electoral process, Right. So it's not necessarily what they're going after or the machines themselves. What they're going after is people's confidence in the results of the election, right? It's, it's that, and that really is at the core of what this scandal is all about. So no, no one's saying someone was able to hack a machine and, and turn up 20,000 votes or 100,000 votes. But what they were able to do is sow enough discontent to make people upset on one side or the other which, of course, furthers their aims of disrupting our society. And also have enough people to vote for the other person because of getting fake news. Right. They right. will, I therefore, think- change the outcome without manipulating the machines. Because it, if they exactly. show their... Because, obviously, if you have evidence that the machines are manipulated, you may have to do recounts, you may have to run the election over again, maybe in that particular district, you'd have to do something. But if you have no evidence of actual tampering... And it's just the hearts and minds that have been tampered with. That's a lot more difficult to quantify. Well, it, it, it is, but we can see right now that you've got side A claiming 
all of these things happen and and side b saying absolutely none of this happened it's all a big made-up story and 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 basically we're grinding to a halt as a country because we can't agree on on this simple thing so it's really disrupting you know the fabric of our society and when we talk about as a democracy what could be more fundamental than the actual voting process and if you start chipping away at people's confidence in that process you're really disturbing the fabric of of who we are as a country and as i say if you change hearts and minds with deception you know it could have that effect you maybe influence a few hundred thousand people spread that across different states now i want to ask you here you did some work last fall it says here on voting system vulnerabilities yeah there was a um a charitable trust who had uh, uh, asked us to do a review of potential solutions to the online and and voting problem in general and and how they you know what are some of the future solutions to voting and and one of the popular choices is to have kind of an online system you know people shop online they do their credit card and and purchasing online so is it possible to build a system that would be secure and allow people to have access and of course if you incorporate very strict and and rigid security controls you have things like two-factor authentication where you you know may use that with your bank where you identify yourself and then in order to complete the login you get a uh, a text back to your phone so it's it's a double login so to speak um it turns out that yes you can make a very effective very locked down very secure method of voting the problem is is the availability right because not everyone's got the ability to log into a computer and not everyone's got a telephone most of us do but you know you got a problem because voting is a fundamental right it's not a privilege it's not something that people can do or can't do everyone as a citizen is supposed to be entitled to vote so the problem you've got is having these systems that can considerably be much more expensive than what people have got now and being able to roll these out to places that may or may not be able to afford the infrastructure so it's possible to make secure voting systems but having them actually stood up supported and paid for is another question okay here how many systems around the country do you have this information using the old-fashioned paper ballot i don't know offhand but it's it's a significant problem we, we were talking about this earlier is that you've got different kinds of you've got pure paper ballot voting and you've got electronic machines that tally votes but don't produce a paper trail and then you've got a more modern machines which both tally them electronically and then you're able to audit with the paper trail the big problem are the the electronic machines without a paper trail because you can't there, there's no way to go back and verify that if the vote was cast it was the vote that was in fact cast so those are amongst the most troubling machines the other problem is that we've got machines out there that are fairly old and vulnerable to very common the hacking vulnerabilities and these are the machines they usually wheel out on stage at these security conferences and hack because no one's actively going in and updating them no one's actually going in and reviewing and auditing these things in a timely fashion i mean we we require these kinds of audits on the the web servers and the machines that process our our credit cards but there's not yet that requirement that our voting machines undergo the same kind of scrutiny i will ask this question which will continue our next segment don't tell me those machines are using Windows XP, please, or maybe they are. <laughs> Jason Glassberg is laughing. Let's find out why on the Tech Night Out Live. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. When you use public Wi-Fi, hackers and identity thieves can see anything you do online. Embarrassing photos, your web history, even your passwords. That's why I use private internet access to encrypt my internet connection for less than 10 cents a day. Sign up now at privateinternetaccess.com and in just a few minutes, you'll be browsing anonymously and only sharing what you want to share. Privateinternetaccess.com. It's time to protect your online privacy. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day. Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind that is here to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com now to find out more. That's GCNLife.com and start your day off with an open mind. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We have Jason Glassberg of Cassaba Security. We're talking about the integrity of voting machines, and they should know they've been examining them. So these machines saddled with older operating systems, perhaps. Windows XP-based or older? Windows 95? <laughs> well, they have what they have. There there are some that are embedded with an older version of Windows called Embedded Windows. And, and it's funny you should mention that because just recently it was revealed that one of the largest voting machine manufacturers, ESS, ES and S, I believe, had equipped a number of their machines with a remote access software to allow them to be quote-unquote remotely administered. And they were using an application called PC Anywhere, which in the security world is just, you know, it, it, it makes your head explode. It basically was an old-style program that allowed you to dial in via modem to basically do remote control of your PC. And here this company was installing this known vulnerable software on these voting machines. Now, they claim they stopped doing that sometime between 2006 and 2015, but it still, you know, it raises eyebrows and you think to yourself, what were these people thinking? You know, is there, is there no concern that this is, the, you, you can't give access to these machines and allow anyone to dial into them? So, so therefore, it was Windows 95 vintage. It was that vintage, yes. Yes. Oh. Now think about that. That's the one where you can make a grown man cry in the commercial because they use Start Me Up. The Start Me Up, the commercial back in 1995. Yeah, but they did have that good Weezer video on the on the CD, too. Oh, they did. Okay. Just wanted to check that out. Okay. The question here is, what possesses these people to be ignorant? How ignorant can they be? Or are the executives of these companies so ignorant? of technology that they do this because, oh, it's cheaper. I don't think it's that. I, I prefer not to cast a nefarious net over this and think it's more of expediency in what works. I mean, we see this in the security field all the time, right? It's the concept of unintended consequences that always bite people in the, in the, in the rear end, okay? When you're building something, whether it be a piece of software or a car or a television, you don't test to see how it operates when it breaks. You test to see how it operates when it works. And when you've built it in such a way that it works and gives you the desired result, you say, hey, I've done it, moved on, right? The whole essence of security, hacking, if you will, is that you want to test to see what happens when things go wrong, right? And I just don't think that concept of, of testing in the negative or testing when things go wrong really enters into voting machine manufacturers or at least not in the past i mean clearly now it's an issue and these are things that need to be addressed but three million illegal immigrants did not vote for hillary clinton in california well they may have but they certainly have not been able to prove it right to my mind you know the proof is in the pudding I, i would say that they were able to successfully convince a grand jury that there were 12 foreign individuals involved in election interfering but they have yet to prove uh, any of these millions of so-called uh, illegal voters. And I think 
that interestingly that 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 forks into a, another part of the problem that we've got is that as a country we can't seem to agree on how we want to treat our voting infrastructure and our voting machines last year there was a a huge argument that went on between the government the federal government and the secretaries of states the secretary the secretaries of state of various states uh, over how you would classify your election systems. The government wanted to consider them a critical infrastructure. And critical infrastructure in terms of IT are things like dams and bridges and, and nuclear plants that have a certain level of, require a certain level of protection. Altering and to it, that, yes. Yeah, it, it seems to be perfect common sense, right? Well, of course, these voting machines are very important. They, they should be considered a critical infrastructure. Unfortunately, as being labeled critical infrastructure, that gives the federal government, more specifically the Department of Homeland Security, much more say in how these voting machines are regulated and how they're used. And the states themselves push back because as a, you know, as a federation of states, these states, the, the, the whole concept of who controls voting and how voting is run is a product of the states. And so you had this pushback that said this was a federal overreach. And, you know, on its face, it seems like a ridiculous argument. Why are, the, why are people arguing about this? But especially when you take into account what was going on at the time where they were trying, they had that uh, uh, presidential commission to um, see if there was illegal voting and they were wanting states to turn over all these voting records. All of the states basically, you know, many, many, many of the states refused. And so there was a big, you know, brouhaha over that. But this was happening under that time, and you could see that under a federal mandated program, they may have been required to turn over these voting records, and you know that that certainly is not a good idea either. Well, so, that commission was designed to prove the three million theory. Well, I- exactly. But you could see that if if there was some mandate that these were critical infrastructure machines, they wouldn't necessarily need to request; they could demand it under some critical infrastructure, you know, designated law. There is some danger in having, you know, the federal government being all powerful in this regard and the the secretaries of states pushed back. Well, okay, so we have these machines that have no paper backup. Now, yes, when you ask them or anyone asks them, why not have backup? The basics of computing, especially for a business, is to have a backup. So if you have a backup system here, how can you ensure the integrity of the vote? Well, and that that, of course, is 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 the crux to the problem, right? Because, you know, the the engineering answer would be, why do I need to make these things more complicated and more expensive when we've solved the problem electrically? You know, but clearly that's not the answer. Well, how did you solve the problem electrically? Do you make a duplicate of the vote? Well, that's can you print it out? Exactly the problem, right? I don't think people did not assume that these machines would be under that kind of attack wrongly as it turns out but again that was the assumption going in and then you've got the the problem that you've got some you know uh, there are 8000 jurisdictions in the United States that are responsible each one of them are responsible for their own way of doing voting and you know some of them have a lot more resources financially than others and so therein, therein kind of lies the rub. Now, they, they passed a, uh, a bill mm, a little while ago, a couple of months ago, designating like 300 some odd million dollars to improve voting and, and, and have these more rigorous standards. 
but it, it, it's almost like the, the the horse is out of the barn. It's it's a little bit too late. This would have been very useful to have this money two years ago, but at at this point, how much can you possibly accomplish in the next couple of months? And we know this upcoming election is going to be hugely important. And how many dead people voted for JFK? I think four. Okay, but you see my point. I do, I do, and I agree. So we have a situation here where there's no backup. And if the politicians responsible for those machines are less than honest, you know, how do you know if a politician is lying? When they open their mouth. Yeah, they open their mouth. <laughs> exactly. And again, you know, we've got problems with the, the these machines. I mean, this is this is a significant issue, but there's really been no, you know, no, no overarching proof. Right. It's we can speculate. And I think it's important that people don't immediately, you know, come to the worst conclusions, because in a lot of respects, hacking these things would be somewhat difficult because by law, they're not allowed to be online so they're not connected to the internet just sitting there waiting for some rogue malicious user to come and attack these things other aspects of the uh, electoral system are certainly open to attack and abuse things like voter rolls for example right now that's an interesting place that you can have a breach right what happens if someone gets all of these voter rolls and they can use them to target they're malicious and, and hateful ad, fake news and advertising towards these folks. What they can also do, what they can do with those voter rolls is to find bogus reasons to knock people off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got that also, right? And, and, and now what used to be considered a right, you need to prove your ability to vote. And that, again, is, is, is a huge argument. And they just had some case that the Supreme Court basically whiffed on and said, we'll throw that back to the states and, and, and didn't decide. Another area that I, I think is fraught with danger is, is the whole infrastructure of, of states and, and communities. You know, imagine a situation that happened in 2000 where everyone was hanging on bated breath, waiting to see what the results of Florida was going to be to decide the election. And all of a sudden, Florida's knocked out with a big denial of service attack or a big ransomware attack or something that takes out all of their systems, right? It's going to sow an amazing amount of discord. People on the one side are going to think the other side did it and vice versa. And again, I firmly believe that our adversaries are out there just to sow discord. I think their primary goal is to make everyone really pissed off. We've got more to come with Jason Glassberg. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. 
For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Broadcasting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Jean Company. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Jason, we're kind of put in a situation here where if the voting machines were all knocked out and they couldn't count them properly, would they simply have to redo the vote? I mean, if you're talking about Florida, for example, we're talking about 2000 Florida and hanging chads and all this nonsense. Well, let's see, is that they really punch that? Well, I don't know. I think if something is even half cut, they punched it. But then I don't know anything about voter law. But regardless, if those machines went down and you couldn't be assured of the integrity, you'd probably have to have the vote recast, wouldn't you? I would think so, but I, I too am not an expert in voter law. You know, I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can only imagine the bedlam. But I'd imagine you have to have these court cases, and they'd have to decide which way to go. But a- again, th- it would cause a disruption, which is what these bad guys are after. Okay, the Russians, the twelve the Russians. Russians, the, the Russians. Russians. I don't know anything about <laughs> Russia. There was no collusion, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to tell you that. But the Russians. Speaking about the Russians here, what precisely did this group of 12 do? Was it all about hacking the emails and such? Yeah. So, again, you know, just to be clear, because I think it's an important point that that there, there was no collusion. There was never any proof <laughs> that they actually went in and changed any tabulations of any votes. All right. So that's the that's that's the ground rule. But it looks like what they did is that they went after the DNC. They were able to get the emails of Podesta and Clinton and all sorts of confidential stuff. They stored this on servers that they had paid for with Bitcoin and they distributed it to WikiLeaks and DC leaks at very timely way to cause the maximum disruption possible. And that was really the, the, the what they did. Interestingly, they were able to 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 spin a yarn to 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 find the trail. Sure. Um, because one of the one of the Russian agents failed to turn on his VPN, which is a way of of hiding your communications, just long enough that they were able to catch one of the mails he sent and trace it back to uh, GRU headquarters back in uh, in Moscow. 
So it's not as if they someone's just making up a story and 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 spinning a tale about these guys. They sure. have definitive proof. You know, they were also able to to trace the the bitcoins back from the servers they rented to store these stolen materials and where they transferred them out from. Does that so, mean that Bitcoin is not as secure as we thought? Bitcoin is definitely not. It, it, it's not that Bitcoin itself is not secure. It's where you store your Bitcoin uh-huh. uh, is is potentially disastrous because if you lose it, it's gone. There's no recourse. Bitcoin. I was urged once to accept donations for the site and payments with Bitcoin. And I checked out a few things and said, you know what? No. And then I heard of one of the Bitcoin banks being right. hacked. They, and they I said, you know what? Forget about this. I can't do this. It's almost ready for prime time, but not quite. But it's also very useful if you want to do anonymous payments. There's a lot of underground activity done with that. And, and it's very difficult to trace. However, it can be traced because ultimately you've got to convert the Bitcoin into some kind of fiat currency. And when you convert it from one to another is usually where they can, they can find you. But- okay, so we have here the emails showing up on WikiLeaks, etc., And it's very easy then when you have thousands of emails to quote selected passages and make them mean something they may or may not mean. And you have to look at the originals and it's possible to manipulate them. This is what they did. They basically grabbed the emails and posted them after somebody said, Russia, if you're listening, et cetera, et cetera. They started that night. They started that night. It was a coincidence. Come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> right. They started that night. Did. Russia, if you're listening. Hey, Russia, if you're listening. Yeah. The other no, thing I don't want to ask Russia to do anything because they'll go after me. Uh-huh. Well, they'll do it. Clearly, they listen and they'll do it. They'll send me a bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll only hope you can. We'll send you a bill, comrade <laughs> Steinberg. The other thing that was interesting, though, that came out of that indictment that was just released, though, was that they it was 21 or 22. They have evidence of them attacking 21 or 22 states. Now, they don't go into detail what the nature of those attacks were or whether they were successful or not, just as they attempted those attacks. And so that's kind of led people's heads scratching as to what that actually means. Were they going after voter rolls? Were they going after some of the back-end systems, etc.? So there's no, that hasn't been revealed. So that's an interesting aspect of the indictment. Hmm. Yeah, it's a hmm. Right, so did they hack the voter rolls? Did they visit the voting machines? Uh, maybe, but nobody's saying. I think if it was something so incredibly dramatic as that, I would think that that would be announced. I, I think what they probably did was try some phishing campaigns. They were very successful. I mean, that's the other side of the coin here is that, you know, we talk about these sophisticated attacks and all this stuff. At the end of the day, what gave up the goods were people falling for these stupid phishing campaigns. They clicked on a link. They were told to reset their password. Please click on this link. They did. And so they gave up the goods. You know, the thought of these being these nefarious, sophisticated attacks going after these systems is not really the truth. They were princes from Nigeria with fancier emails. They were Russian princes from Nigeria. (laughs) With very good emailing skills. Obviously. Gotta watch out for those people. We're from the UK or something. You have no idea where they're from. But things like that happen. Yeah, I think here Podesta's email was hacked because he asked somebody when he got the phishing email, 
if this was okay, and I guess that person gave him a bump steer, he should have been fired. Yeah, but stuff happens, yeah, you know. It's, well, it's it very does. easy. And, you know, quite frankly, the whole fishing is is so effective because you can make such realistic males. And the, the cost of the fishing program is so low that all, you know, you, it, it costs nothing to send out 100,000 males, right? And all you need is a 1% success rate and you've won. And that's really, it's, it's, it's the ultimate in asymmetrical warfare because it costs nothing to do and the results can be so dramatic, which is why we, you know, you see it all the time. Well, I have a situation here where I was working with somebody helping him with his computers and he contacted one of these scam emailers and he had a real product to sell. But he figured if he did it this way, if he only got like one-tenth of one percent response, it would be sufficient for him to make a lot of money from selling his product. So he figured to give it a try. And then it ended up that the person who he paid took his money. Bye-bye. Not a lot of yep. money, a few hundred, but still. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the way it works. I mean, all it takes is... is, is I, I find it hard to believe that people fall for some of the more outlandish ones about the the guy who's stuck in an airport and needs a quick hundred bucks but if you you know and we've examined these things as part of our work and if you look at some of the ones that from banks they are so realistic i mean it's really hard to know if it's a real mail or not you know so obviously the the response is you never send your password or any kind of critical information over email let me tell you something here my wife after we've been hacked a few times, but my wife has taken to calling up the vendor to place the order. She doesn't want to do it yeah. online. Yeah, that, and then you're never going to go wrong with a phone call. Right. I'm having a little uh, network problem here, so if, if anything happens, let me make sure I have a good connection. If not, I'll have to reestablish it. Uh, so give me a second here. We're in a motel right now. And no, oh. there it works. All right, so it, it doesn't work so well. It works good now. All right, let me continue here. So I'll tell you, you know, what, what happened, but this is very, very common. I guess now people are thinking, maybe we should go back to the old-fashioned methods. Why should we rely on Amazon and their cloud system? And now Microsoft and Walmart are getting together to compete with Amazon. Why should we rely on these people if we can just pick up the phone or go to the store and maybe things will turn around that way, that we've reached the saturation point with hacking where nobody trusts the system anymore. And that's also an issue. Let me just break up. We've got more to come with Jason Glassberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. I'm Gene Steinberg, and this is so fascinating covering security, basically voting security, but everything I'm talking about here applies to any kind of 
computer system about security and everything. So can we even trust dealing with these big guys anymore because of all the hacking and all the stuff? I'll give you a point here, whereas our listeners know there is an online pack of stalkers. And I would think if I was really famous and not just, you know, guy who does a weekly radio show, a couple of weekly radio shows, it makes sense. But they've been pulling stunts like that against me for a long, long time. And where they make phone calls to people, I got a call from somebody like two weeks ago and the voice was stuttering and I knew who it was from. And he asked me about my dog. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, what I would say to that, right, in, in general, is that the technology is new, but the tricks have probably been happening since biblical times, right? And it's the same kind of con man mentality that has been going on for forever. I'm sure when the telephone was introduced, people all of a sudden were getting these random phone calls and fell for these crazy crazy schemes that they got because they picked up the phone and, and they thought it was some relative or when they where they started delivering letters you know mail fraud is certainly not something new and and the same thing with with these kinds of ponzi schemes that seem to be promulgated over over the web and, and through email the problem is it's just the it's the size it's the scale right it's not just one person calling another person to scam them it's one person able to send out hundred thousand mails and so the, the scale of it's really changed. <laughs> but the tricks, they're all the same. There's nothing new in this world. And so, you know, but to your point, there are some very smart people who are thinking of very interesting ways to circumvent these issues. And, you know, it's always going to be a cat and mouse game. Do I think you can trust Amazon or Microsoft? I do, right? Because I work, you know, I've worked with these people. Things like new technologies that we talked about, like 2FA, where, where you can't log in until you get a phone call back. Or do you have some other secondary way of identifying yourself? I mean, this is just very smart technology. These biometrics where you can pay with your phone because, you know, it's captured your thumbprint. I mean, these are very hard things to circumvent. As I said, we should go back to smoke signals. But then how would we know the smoke signals are not <laughs> well, hacked? exactly. It's all about verification, right? How do you verify the party on the other end is legitimately who they say they are? That gets back to the voting machines without the paper backup. Exactly. exactly. Is it possible to retrofit those machines, or is that horse left the barn? At this point, those machines are going to be old. They're probably not going to be updated with modern software. I would think at this point it's probably cheaper and smarter just to replace them. But I also think they need to, and this is part of this new thought process, we need to treat these machines as we would treat a bank terminal or a machine that processes credit card or payments. You know, any web service or server that takes a credit card needs to be annually audited in order to be certified to take those credit card payments, right? They have this thing called PCI, Payment Card International, which requires this certification. It's a conglomerate of Visa and American Express, blah, 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 right? We need to have those same kind of standards for our voting infrastructure. If something is touching any part of the voting system, they need to be audited, right? They need to be running the newest software. They need to be patched. They need to make sure that they're secure, and not just left to chance. And I think we need to have kind of this organized security process with all of the infrastructure. And I think that would go a long way to alleviating the threats that, that they face. Now, just to point out how accurate the system has to be, 
recent congressional election in Pennsylvania, the winner won by a few hundred votes, or maybe a few thousand in Alabama for the Senate of the United States. We have votes where a few votes. We have elections where they're determined by a margin of error, possibly. And we have to eliminate the margin of error. It's absolutely true. I mean, the more we become kind of this half this and half that, it's those margin of error votes that are actually absolutely important. And we need to be able to verify the integrity of these systems. And there's no way to really do it unless they're continuously audited. Okay, that's another story, too. You found problems with these voting machines that you tested. What happened then? Did they just say, we'll take it back and look at it? Or do you see any signs that somebody, anybody is doing something? Well, I do see signs. You know, there's been a lot of work done. I'm here out out in Seattle and Washington, right? I mean, I would imagine it's it's, it's much more technologically savvy than some other states. But they have incorporated uh, much more security in, in terms of testing and infrastructure. You know, I can't speak to other states. But again, getting back to what I mentioned before, it, it's a very localized issue because each one of these jurisdictions is responsible for their own voting integrity. So what might work in Seattle uh, may not fly in Montana or Georgia or, or Tennessee or Maine. You know, each one is a separate and distinct. So I, I believe ultimately we're going to need to at least set a number of ground rules that, that say that these machines have passed this kind of testing and this kind of certification without making it a federal thing. So you can still maintain the state's control, but there's still some kind of centralized, descriptive no, I don't want to say regulation, but but requirement in order for these things to be accepted as a quote unquote, you know, U.S. accepted voting machine. And and hopefully that that's something that will be happening in the near future. It just can't happen soon enough. How many companies even make voting machines anymore? Yeah, I know there's this ESS. I know Diebold doesn't do it anymore. I'm not exactly sure. And, and, and you know, there's always the hybrid case where you go in and, and you punch a, a card and that gets tabulated somewhere in the back end on someone else's system. So I don't know exactly the number of machines. And there's so many, you know, there's so many different varieties. There's so many different ways of voting. Well, part of it also here is if there's no consistent standard and each individual jurisdiction wants their own system, I guess to be different. Well, we got the better deal, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, you know, it's, again, it, it's a really head-scratching problem because there's no easy solution. So does a, a, a town or, or, or a state or a county that has eight to 10,000 people require the same infrastructure that New York City does, right? Or Brooklyn, right? Or Philadelphia. It, do they have that kind of money? Can they afford it? That, that's a big problem. Right. Is that the people need to these these things need to be paid for ultimately. And do these places have the resources? Now, the government has they passed this bill. They offered three hundred forty some odd million dollars to beef up the security, which is great. Uh, It's a little late in the game. But, you know, we need that kind of investment and support in order to help these somewhat less financially able counties, you know, get up to speed. More to come on voting and security. 
Jason Glassberg of Cassaba Security. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts UP77 to 88988. At 4imprint, 
we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting UP77 to 88988. That's UP77 to 88988. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Now, what's a voting machine cost these days? I don't know. Probably a lot of money. I would think with the technology and everything, wouldn't they be cheaper than they used to be? I would think so. I'm sure there's, because of the limited amount of sales, I mean, not everyone's going to need a a voting machine like they need a Kindle. I can put a few in my basement. <laughs> I would say that they're, they average between $2,500 and $3,000. All right, not very expensive. Uh, no, no. Okay. And I would think... If the locality doesn't have the money, the state would have the money. I would think so. And there are several different companies and different systems that are not compatible. I don't know. I think when you need an industry standard, that ought to be it. Do those voting machines sell overseas? Do other countries? Do other countries have similar machines for their voting systems, or is it just here? That's another good question. I remember seeing when they were voting over in Russia, they drop a little paper ballot in a box. Okay. Um, and we got one of Vladimir's associates taking the paper and looking at the vote and throwing them out if it's the wrong person. Right. So I don't know. You know, I don't know much. I, I'm not familiar, I should say, with some of the voting techniques of other countries. I know uh, there are smaller countries in Asia that vote online, for example. There's just not, you know, you, you're talking about populations, though, that are the size of a, of a small Midwestern city. So our, our big struggle is, of course, all the people we've got. Okay, so wouldn't, in the end, a paper ballot be the most secure? I, I honestly believe it would, you know, and I think at the end of the day it would. But, of course, you then run into some other unintended issues, um, <laughs> like the guy carrying the ballots, yeah, the guy carrying the ballots could just as easily be robbed, right? Or you could find the mysterious missing bag of ballots in in the back of a cloakroom. And so you still run the risk, right? There's still always a risk of, of some kind of election fraud. So there's no system that's going to be perfect, right? It's how you audit it and how you're able to monitor it uh, that I think is most important. That kind of reminds me of this series arc in the tv show good wife if you remember where a whole bunch of ballots mysteriously disappeared supposedly on behalf of the winning candidate yes yes and so that that again you know there there's always a risk every system has a risk involved and so which one has the least amount of risk um, I, I would argue that probably paper ballots do because it takes much more physical effort to go and steal them or to move them than it does to, uh, you know, do stuff electronically. Well, there supposedly you have people from both parties on board. So there is some kind of cross-checking and some kind of way to ensure the integrity. But 
I guess ultimately, though, the better system is the one that does it electronically with a paper ballot backup. Yes, and I would I would agree as long as you're able to, again, you know, audit and verify. And look, I you know, I think at the end of the day, um, it, it, most people enjoy the privilege and and the, the, uh, of being able to vote in, in an election. So I, I, I think that the, the concept of of free and and unaltered elections is something near and dear to people of all political stripes. You know, it's just that you have these outlying cases where people want to deny that there was some clear uh, involvement from a foreign entity that really kind of mucks up the situation. But I think for the most part, everyone wants to have, you know, the elections that they that they can trust in and that they, they can believe in. Well, the thing is, too, you shouldn't have a situation where your ego is impacted. Well, if foreigners impacted the election. Does that mean that my election was illegal? You'll never be able to prove that. There's no way that they could ever prove unless there was actual physical tampering of voting machines, whether any interference, illegal or legal, whatever, could possibly have changed the outcome. I could I couldn't agree more. And I think what's confusing the issue is conflating uh, this this thought of collusion with the thought of interfering when there's clearly evidence of foreign involvement in interfering with the elections. Right. Because you can't separate the concept of collusion versus interfering. It's really doing a disservice to, to the American public. Well, collusion is technically not a crime. Conspiring would be. To perform an illegal act. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, at that point, we're, we're getting into kind of semantics. I think if there was active participation, um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if you can speak, you knew about it. But um, I, I think that there's a feeling that any any mention of some foreign power having anything to do with the election somehow uh, diminishes the victory. And and that kind of thought is is not helpful when it comes to battling what is actually a significant problem. Well, obviously, I think the honest approach would have been, I'm very sad to hear or very or very concerned that we had this problem. And instead of saying there was no collusion, just simply acknowledge the problem. And we need to make sure and guarantee the integrity of our road. And I, for one, stand here and I support any effort we make to improve the process. Let's get on with our work. But by being paranoid, it doesn't help. Yeah, I, and I, 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 I agree. I think that it, it, there is a problem. It needs to be actively worked on. And we should be working on it all together because it affects everyone from every political stripe. I mean, this isn't some, you know, Diana pie in the sky dream here. I mean, this is the foundation of our country, of our of our democracy. And if we can't get this process right and if we can't get this process secure and if we can't get this process in, in a state that everyone trusts the results, you know, it's going to be pure madness. And, 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 and there's going to be, you know, disruption and discord all over the place. And remember, too, here, that we send observers to foreign countries, and we say if the vote seems accurate or not. So we really have to make sure that we don't have a glass house here. 
Right. It's our standing in the world. I mean, we, 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 I would like to think we serve as a beacon. I mean, as naive as that sounds, I'd like to think our institutions and our democracy stands as a beacon for other countries to aspire to. And it's really hard for us to start complaining about other folks' practices when we can't even clean our own house. Well, there is that. Okay. Now in doing your test, let's do a little background here. How many voting machines did you test? We tested, uh, I believe it was five different systems. And how many units of each system? Well, they were, there were various kinds of, there was an electronic machine. There was a couple of web uh, tests and, you know, web-based um, machines. And there were other systems that were online. So it was, it wasn't a test of, of different brands as much as it was a test of different kinds of technologies. Okay. So how did you subject these machines to potential hacking? What did you do? What are the steps, especially with a machine that has paper backup? Well, what you would do is you would go in and you would do normal kinds of testing um, that you would do on any system. You would go and see, does it expose any kind of services or ports? Is there any way to connect to the machine? Is there anything that's running in the machine that you could somehow abuse or cause to do something inappropriate? Does the machine have any kind of connections to it, like a USB key, or, or can you connect a, 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 an old-style kind of you know serial cable to it and connect to it? And so we did find that some machines were able were running services that were able to be abused if they were connected to you know a network resource. Okay, so we're talking about here that they're not just running the services that are required for the system. They might be running other operating system services that are generic parts of it that were not stopped. Let's get the answer in our next segment with Jason Glassberg. One more segment of the Tech Night Now Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now there is Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal with polypeptide technology from Natural Botanicals to return to a full body shiny head of hair. Reveal works for men and women and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Look for preferred customer discount on Reveal at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-318-1251. That's 800-318-1251. 800-318-1251. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, as I said in our previous segment here, when you're talking about these other systems, you know, USB, whatever. Is it because they're using generic operating systems or didn't take the steps to block those systems or remove them? Well, again, you know, you've got a maintenance issue. You know, you'd want to be able, you need to get into the machine to be able to pull out stuff from the machine, (laughs) right? And so what some of those services 
can be vulnerable because they're older versions. So again, it, it wasn't a case of nefarious or oversight. It was just a case of, hey, I'm an engineer. This machine contains data. I've got to pull this data out. And so as part of that testing, you could see that the services that they were running to use that kind of data removal or, or be able to pull the data off the machines could potentially be vulnerable to attack. Now, the scenario with which that would happen, uh, you'd have to be some guy, you have a briefcase, I'm here to fix the voting machines, and you connect your cable and steal it. It's a lot like those folks who are putting those scanner chips in the point of sale machines when they, you know, when they do the credit card theft. It's possible. There's a, a scenario where that would work, but there's no proof that anyone's actually ever d- done that. Well, something like that, for it to work, you would need a lot of people going to a lot of machines and gaining access one way or another. It can't just be yeah. one machine. Right, because one person can only affect so many votes. I mean, so, certain some elections, that was enough, but then again. Right, right. You know, uh, and, and there were other systems that were more web-based, where they would ha- you know, host a service, you would connect with your web browser, you know, we found issues with some of those systems also because they weren't necessarily built with the most secure, up-to-date software and techniques. But that's, you know, true of just about any web-based application. At the end of the day, it seemed that the web-based solutions could potentially be better, but there was always the question of availability to everybody, right? Uh, how would you assure that everyone would be able to have access to these web systems? Now, I guess they could set up rows and rows of terminals. That was, you know, kind of out of the scope of the testing. So it did appear, though, that you would have a much safer system with a web-based system than you would off of a hardware machine. But whether that will actually be implemented, we've yet to see. Okay, so if someone wanted to hack voting machines, which machines would they find easier? Well, I mean, without getting into specific brands, I would say the older the, the older the machine, the easier it would be to hack okay. is generally the rule of thumb. Because these things are using older systems, older chips. Right. And if they're using yeah. Intel chips, they already have built-in <laughs> flaws in them, hardware flaws yeah. that we've been hearing about for the last few months. Well, generally speaking, older embedded systems tend to not get patched because either it's not possible or it's not feasible. Um, or it's just not, you know, economically viable. And so you've got these older machines that exist and they are vulnerable. And, and you know, quite frankly, this is true of, of medical equipment as it is true of voting machines. You know, you've got a lot of these systems out there that are running older embedded systems that have these flaws and they, they can't be patched. So it's not, it's, not a, it's not an issue that's unique to voting machines. Well, you see, what you say there, though, is, is it possible then with some of these older medical machines for some assassin to actually kill somebody using one of these flaws and exploiting it? It would make a great Jean Le Carré novel. Okay. The realm of human imagination, I mean, of course, whether it actually has happened, I, it's hard to say. But yes, it is. It is conceivable. In fact, if you remember last year i think it was they had the big ransomware attack at the health services in the uk and part of the problem was some of these embedded systems got infected with that ransomware and literally could not be operated 
So it is entirely possible to build a plausible scenario where you could set out some virus or some piece of malware that goes and shuts down these things. So that wouldn't be a specific target. It would be a general target. And it could be either specific or general, right? You, you don't know. I mean, someone could specifically write software to take out a specific piece of hardware, which we've seen, if you remember, with the Iranian reactors, they were able to write a specific piece of code for the Siemens operating system that caused the reactors to spin so fast, the centrifuges to spin so fast they self-destructed. Or it could be more of a general, you're running some embedded version of, of Windows or Linux, and we have this vulnerability, and you're going to be affected with it also. Yeah, I'm thinking like a pacemaker, where you remotely control the pacemaker and do funky yeah. things with it. Well, yeah, and it's been an active area of study in the security community for quite some time. In fact, there was a, a conference that happens over the summer in Las Vegas called Black Hat. Right. And a number of years ago, three or four years ago, there was a, a famous security researcher who actually proved that you could, in fact, cause these pacemakers to misfire through a remote attack. Oh, boy. But you could just as easily get hit by a bus. So, you know, who's to say what's the, what's the bigger risk? Well, with the bus, if you don't travel, if you don't go outside, you won't get hit by the bus. But you could be anywhere and they can take control of your pacemaker. Yeah, it's 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 entirely possible. Well, nothing is safe anymore. Smoke signals can be hacked because the person who is sending the signal may not be the person you think it is. But again, I don't think this is a new problem because you take any slice of time in any historical period and you would have an equal number of unusual but potential threats, you know? disease was was something that was would ravage the world we don't have that now although maybe if the anti-vaxxers have their way we'll we'll have it back but if for each and every period of time you just have a different number of threats the threats are always out there it's how people deal with them you know that is kind of the the story of of, of folks and so right now we're living in a technological age and we have threats against our technology some of them are more realistic than others, but it's no different than back in the day when if you took a swim in a pool, you could get polio. Nothing is safe, but you do the best you can. I think that's just, just the human condition. Anyway, back to the voting machines. If you were designing the ideal voting machine, yes. what would it contain? Obviously, it would have a paper backup. What else? It would be you know, constantly monitored. It would be secured. It would be what we call air-gapped from any kind of network connectivity. Ideally, it would require a two-factor authentication, meaning I would have some other way of identifying myself as the voter, whether it's some ID card or whether it's my cell phone, so that when I tabulated the vote, the vote would then go back to my phone, and then I'd click OK, and then it would know that it was me who actually did the vote. So it would be a very auditable system. It would be a very secure system. The other thing that, that I think is important that you know we haven't really touched on is, is the concept of statistical analysis, right? And so the, uh, another interesting thing that I, I believe should be done is that there should be additional polling that, you know, you can get. Now, people may lie, but for the most part, you can tell how a region or a district is going to vote if you're able to poll folks. And so if you've got some kind of statistical an anomaly 
which says that a random sample said that this candidate was going to win by 30% and the other candidate won by 90%. Clearly something's up. It almost sounds a bit like sophisticated exit polling. Jason, please tell our listeners, if they want to know more of what you do, where do they go? If you'd like to know more about us, you can go to www.cassaba.com and look at the information there on the web. Sounds good to me. We're on Twitter, by the way. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And we have another radio show about UFOs, things that go bump in the night. Jason didn't know we're crazy people. Called the Paracast at Paracast.com. This week, Nick Redfern, prolific author, talking about the Black Diary and Men in Black and Women in Black and all sorts of weird stuff like that. We also have Tech Night Out Plus, where you can get a version of this show free of the network ads with better quality audio for low price starting at $1.49 a week. Go to plus.technightowl.com for more information. P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. Jason Glassberg, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.